0: lunch time da, 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 da. oh thank you you two. Oh, what a community there is in this hall okay let's see oh you know what we're doing it over here what a large oh my god okay this is like already too much food this is i'm overwhelmed already something spilled <laughs>
1: Staff reporter freshman Julia Robbins opening up her Thanksgiving meal while in quarantine. I'm multimedia editor Jaden Sattenstein, and you're listening to Editor's Know, Student Life's weekly podcast breaking down our biggest stories with the reporters and editors that covered them. There are currently 22 Washington University undergraduates with active cases of COVID 19. Still, Many more than that have had to go into quarantine, as the university has instituted a contact tracing program to reduce the spread of the virus. On November 17th, Robbins and her fellow staff reporter and sweetmate, mate, freshman Olivia Poulos, received the call that they'd have to pack a bag and head into isolation. Thankfully, neither Poulos nor Robbins had tested positive throughout their 10-day stays in the Knight Center, an on-campus hotel and conference center currently being used as quarantine housing. After they wrote about their experiences in Student life scene section this week, I talked to Poulos and Robbins to learn more about what it's like to quarantine on the Danforth campus. Robbins explained that she and Pulos first realized they'd been exposed and one of their suite mates started to feel sick.
0: We knew we were going to be getting that call because our roommate first off hadn't been feeling great and so we were sort of being very careful once we've found that out. And then once we found out that she tested positive, we knew that there was sort of this inevitable call coming. Um, And at least from my end of things, I was very sort of, I was trying to see if there was like a way out of this situation, maybe going home, leading up to getting that call. Um, And I think getting the call that I was like, I had to actually go to quarantine housing. In some way, made the process, like at least that day, sort of easier because I I didn't have to continue tr- trying to figure out like if there was something else I could do. It, it there was no way out, and like having that definitive answer was like you know sort of good for my mental health. I think.
2: Yeah, and I would just add that they didn't call us for. Um, a good amount of time. She got the test late afternoon and we got called sort of mid-afternoon the next day. So there was, at least for me, a moment of, are they actually going to call us? And in the same position as Julia, I think I was actually sort of relieved when they did because I had no idea what I was going to do. Um, Had we been exposed and not necessarily been contact traced, we would have to take the next steps. And I had no idea what the next steps would be.
1: I'm so glad that both of you never ended up testing positive and have stayed healthy since. How did you feel throughout the quarantine process knowing you'd possibly been exposed?
2: I actually tested the same day as my roommate and got a negative test that day. Um, But it was nerve wracking when we did get tested in the quarantine period because I really, really didn't want anyone else that I would have had to live as a contact to go in there. So I was not necessarily that worried about myself being sick, but I really didn't want anyone else to have to go through the process of quarantine.
0: If I had tested positive, I don't think there was anyone I would have had to contact trace into quarantine, which I think was sort of good for me to think about. Um, And I mean, I think I would urge students to consider that and like consider the fact that if you get if you get contact traced or if you get COVID how many people are you going to end up bringing, you know, down with you? Um, of course, I'm not saying it's anyone's fault. Uh, like if they get it, but you you do want to be careful because you don't want to feel like um, there were people that you should have been masked around that you weren't. And I think for the most part, our suite was really um, careful and it was lucky that it was only our suite that ended up having to be uh, stuck in isolation and, and quarantine housing because we We're basically only unmasked around each other in close proximity. So I would, that would be my um, suggestion to other students is, is to encourage them to think like, how would you feel knowing that you might end up having to like make that call to a friend and say, hey, I think I have to contact trace you.
1: Olivia, one of my favorite moments in your recent piece is when you talk about putting on jeans for Thanksgiving to mark the occasion. And Julia, I loved reading about all the Snapchat vlogs you made to keep your friends in the loop. What else did you two do to maintain a positive mindset throughout the 10 days?
0: I'm a very extroverted person and I feed off the energy of other people. Um and knowing that I wouldn't have that at least in the same way for 10 days was I, I didn't like that idea at all. Um, but once I sort of just accepted that this was going to be the case, it didn't, I, I ended up feeling like very like relatively good during the most of that period there were like a few hours here and there when i was sort of bored um but i stayed very occupied facetiming friends and so
2: um i i feel like that really helped my mental health definitely going off what julia said facetime was key just having someone to talk to even if you weren't necessarily talking all the time having someone else's face and voice in the room made a big difference and um battling loneliness for sure. Um, I also really leaned on music and I just sort of had a speaker and just, if I wasn't talking to someone, I was either playing playing music or playing a podcast, just like not having silence in the room was huge for me and and sort of battling loneliness and, and passing time.
1: Both Robbins and Poulos noted that the university informed them of resources they could access, such as mental health hotlines and Habif Health and Wellness Center doctors. Every day, they had to fill out an online survey with a symptoms checklist. The form said that if they didn't do so in a timely manner, members of the Washington University Police Department would be called to perform wellness checks. While Poulos and Robbins said they always remember to submit their surveys promptly, Robbins noted that a concern she raised in the form was never addressed.
0: One of the questions every single day was, what's your temperature? And I had called the first day and said, I, oh, I don't have a thermometer. I, could you please bring me one? And they they did, but I didn't get it in time um, because I was on the phone with someone and then I like forgot to get it or something and then it was gone. Um, and, and then every single day after that, I wrote in the temperature slot, like where you would put in your numerical value of your hopefully not febrile self, um, I wrote, I need a, like, can I please have a thermometer? And they never brought it. So that was sort of a strange thing that happened. I don't know how they missed that because I wrote it literally every single day. And you'd think if they're like checking it, they would have seen it. Um, but, but I like, I didn't feel at all february. Like if I had, I probably would have called again. I mean, I don't know. I felt like they should have brought it to me if I was telling them every single day that I needed it, but it it ended up being okay.
1: Going off of that, are there any ways you think the university could improve the quarantine experience?
2: I was very carefully rationing my meal points before I went into quarantine and they automatically charge you $25 a day and they give you a very decent amount of food. Like I think if you were a football player, you would be satisfied with the amount of food you got. And so I ended up having to like purchase more meal points at the end of it all. And that was sort of my one pet peeve about how it was handled, because I really didn't have money to spare in that category. And I, you know, didn't obviously didn't have a choice of going into quarantine. So I sort of wish that there was some negotiation or something where I just didn't feel like I had to pay to go into quarantine.
1: What would you say to other students who have to go into quarantine?
2: Let people know so that they know to reach out to you or reach out to people and say, I'm in quarantine. Do you want to talk? Because that was seriously a lifesaver was having friends call and zoom in and check in every day. Um, And the second thing is just not to be too hard on yourself. This is easier said than done, but there are definitely some days where I just like couldn't focus on work or, you know, was feeling lonely and, you know, didn't want to just be productive all the time. And I think taking some time to just like relax or, or find something distracting or Um, you know, not be productive every second of every day is really important.
0: Yeah, I was incredibly unproductive while in quarantine, but I'm just happy I made it through with my head basically intact. So exactly what Via said, don't be hard on yourself. Like it is, it's hard enough doing school during a pandemic with like a general lack of like stimulation or sort of changes to your daily routine. But being stuck in one room by yourself, it exacerbates that issue. And, and yeah, definitely be go easy
2: on yourself.
1: Editors Now will be back next week to break down another developing story. For Student Life Media, I'm Jane Sandstein.